is going on. To think we almost one day actually did things correctly when we started. Hmm. I'm going to have to, okay, we're muted on the actual mics right now. Well, behind the scenes on our live stream, that's always good, I think. People have a little bit of behind the scenes. So well, that's your Apple way to talk. We're pretty close. Cool. All right. How wonderful. This is great. Wow. Okay. All right. I've got, let's do, hold on. All right. Mic check one, two. What do you got? Hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> I have no way of telling if that's these mics picking up or if it's it's picking up something some else. other mic picking <clears throat> up. So we'll find out at the end of this stream how good of a job we did. Yeah, just a little experiment, you know, oh. just seeing what works. Whew. All right. I am in the main screen. We don't need that. Let's swap that around. All right. So this is your DJ bike. Mm -hmm. You. Let's get you on camera first. I can name this guy. What up? All right. So, you're, you, what's your background riding first? So, I like to ride dirt jumps, and I like getting big booters and real nice berms. Um, I ride at Shepherd a little, but I'm not super big into trail riding, so I don't really have a trail bike. Um, however, with Steelville opening, I kind of wanted more of a park bike. Uh, the DJ just wasn't really cutting it out there, so decided to build this up. So I'm sure you've heard of Slope Duro. Um, it's something that pretty much every pro rider is doing, like Cam McCall, Matt Jones. Um, if you go to YouTube and type in Slope Duro, you'll see at least two dozen pro mountain bikers with slope, some sort of Slope Duro bike. Um, it's pretty cool. So this is my take on that. It's a bit different than most. Uh, most riders are going to use a, a enduro bike and then make it a little more slope styly. However, since I didn't have an enduro bike or a trail bike, but I did have a slope bike, I made it the other way around. So I put a longer fork, a 140 millimeter fork from my Marin with a 29er front end on my 26 inch frame. So quite a bit more travel, bigger wheel size, makes the front end a lot more slack. However, since it is still a dirt jump bike, the back end super slammed, so it's gonna make it super playful, but also super stable with that slack front end. It's gonna allow me to fly into berms, do pretty much whatever I want on it and still stay stable. So Dude, I have a really bad sneaking feeling. Our mics don't appear to be doing anything. Uh oh. Let me pull this up on the. So, something about this bike that really makes it different than most slope duro bikes or most bikes in general is right here. I don't have a derailleur. It's just single speed, no chain tensioner, no fancy gears, no nothing. Super nice for going downhill. Um, and it's nice for crashing because you don't mess anything up. But, uh, you really don't want to pedal with it. All right. So our mics are picking up. I just checked cool. our 
I just pulled up YouTube on our own live stream. I was our only viewer for a moment there, so that was nice. nice. We did have a viewer. We had a live viewer moving up in the world. It was me. It was Adam, but <laughs> we still had a viewer. Uh, we didn't have to tell him that. We chose uh -huh. to tell him that. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right, let's jump in closely on the bike. So, if, if we're going to talk about this bike, this is a 2021 Radio Fiend. Radio Siren. Oh, it's a Siren. That's right. So Siren's the full suspension bike. Um, comes stock with a 100 mil fork and 100 mil rear suspension. Mm -hmm. um, you, however, took a 140 mil 29er mm -hmm. off your Elroy um, and slapped it on that bag. Boy, when I jumped on it, I thought it felt really cool, actually, when I rode it, which surprised me. I didn't think I was going to like it at all. The front wheel was really heavy, obviously um because it, it, i think it's got a little bit bigger offset to it so it's definitely length in the front mm -hmm. of the bike um so yeah what are your so, I, I wonder what to say about it because i don't think anyone's ever ridden or experienced a bike that's going to feel like that yeah so have you jumped it yet i have i've taken it to a bunch of different places so i've ridden it at uh, skate parks. I've ridden it at the new Bluffview jump trails and flow trails. And I've also taken it down to Steelville Bike Park. I've ridden just a bit of everything on it. So I kind of got a good idea of how it reacts to stuff. Um, and honestly, when I first built it, I had no idea if it would work or not. It was, I was, it was late at night. I had just broken the bike that the fork was on. Um, just kind of was playing around with some parts. So decided to throw it on and it ended up working super well i really had as i said earlier i had no idea whether it would work or not i just kind of tried it out and the first time i hit a jump on it it was it was night and day it was super nice um how's it, it feel in the so air stable. is it more stable in the air because of that bigger front wheel up there or so it's a bit heavier you definitely feel the extra rotating mass in the front the front end since it's not a dirt jump fork it's a little softer uh, so you get a little more compression there. But what you really feel in midair is the short rear end. The short rear end on a dirt jumper, it just allows you to whip the back end out and snap it right back straight in midair. It's going to make the bike feel super small and super playful and rowdy. How that Just like a normal dirt jumper. However, since the front end is so raked out, the front wheel so much farther in front of you than it usually is. The, that's going to make the bike super stable. I'm confident jumping it into rock gardens at high speeds, and it's just going to roll over everything. Um, now, so. if you would have had a 27.5 bike with 140 mil fork, mm -hmm. and if you would have had a spare 27.5 fork, would you have preferred to have that over? I much rather would have put a 27.5 on here. I think that does sound pretty uh, cooler. Yeah. But, you would still get some of the same effects, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't flop around as mm -hmm. much, I feel like. Yeah, a lot of the pro riders at Rampage, uh, like Jackson Riddle and Brandon Seminuk, they both rode 27 and a half front, 26 in the back. Really? So that would have been a little, a little better, but uh, that's just not what I had laying around. This is what I had laying around, and I kind of made it work. Sure. Um, so another thing, I already talked about the single speed. It's going to be a bit different than most trail bikes. So single speed in the back. And then also the suspension right here. Take a sec to look at it. It's a little weird. Get a little bit closer. It's a little weird. So as you can see, it's going to be a single pivot design. It's going to have 
a big pivot around the bottom bracket, and then the two shock mounts are going to move a little bit. But other than that, it's just going to have one pivot right here. What's that mean? So a single pivot design is the most basic full suspension design. Um, it's really good for consistency and being linear. So when you have linkage on most bicycles, it's going to create some progression. So the initial hit is going to be super soft to take out trail chatter. However, when it gets farther into the stroke, it's going to get a lot stiffer. So yeah. you don't just bottom out <laughs> through it. He said stroke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My specialty. So when you get uh, into the dirt jump area, the dirt jump uh, region with this straight single pivot suspension design, it's going to get a little different. So when you get through the stroke, it's going to stay very linear. It's going to stay very consistent. It's going to hit the same every time, and it's not going to compress and decompress oddly. For dirt jumping, for a single hit design, like for a big jump or a big landing, it's super nice, super consistent, so that when you land, it's going to do the same thing every time. The only downside is when I'm going through some rocks, the back end isn't going to react super uh, super predictably. It's going to have some issues, but that's, again, not really what the bike is meant for. I'm not riding Shepard or Chubb or anything on it. So, How's it going? Have you guys dealt with anything in particular? Cool. Sweet. We're streaming, so the camera's pointed this way. You don't have to worry about it and ask us any questions or anything. But just so you know, it is on the internet. All right, well, I think that's enough of that bike. Yep. That, that was less interesting than I thought it would be, let me be honest with you. Yeah. It's cool when you look at it, but then it's just kind of... Yeah. It is neat looking. It does ride interesting. It, you, would you say if someone has a dirt jump bike, it's worthwhile put a 27.5 fork on it and go shred something? No, not really. Okay, so you recommend not doing this. Yeah. And if you have a full suspension slope bike, maybe... Okay. But on a hardtail, normal dirt jumper, definitely not. Okay. It's a fun experiment. Um, not sure how long it'll last, though. Sweet. Well, um, I think that's that. I'm trying to think of what I want to do as far as. So we have a couple things. I don't. I want to talk about the new one wheel, the Pinax. I think that's cool. We have those in store. Mm hmm. We're waiting on GTs. We're not going to see those well until mm -hmm. next year. The Pinax is basically an XR. So the only reason why we would, we typically would talk people out of the pint back in time mm -hmm. um, was really just because the battery life wasn't there, especially for an adult. Mm -hmm. So when you can only get six to eight miles on an electric skateboard, you're going to burn through that pretty quickly. So you know we would always try to upgrade people to the xr because even though a ride or your typical ride might only be six or eight miles the problem is once your battery starts getting that low it becomes dangerous um you're going to have less power and then also um you know it just it, it, you you have range anxiety and to be honest with you i don't know if i want to talk about one wheels either tonight i think an interesting thing we should talk about because it's been coming up a lot lately and I realize that it's probably on us. You can put that camera on you. Let's scoot it. I don't have much room to move it. Just trying to make sure we can 
get Linda and a bicycle. Oh, see, we're getting a little bit of fogginess on this camera. I moved so much. So you're a fairly new mountain biker, right? Because mm -hmm. you technically, I mean, you ride a lot at like um, bike parks or mm -hmm. like ramp riders and tour places. You like jumping. So. Yeah. so I got seriously into dirt jumping um, about two, like kind of really seriously got into bikes and like riding off road about three years ago. Um, I was super big into fixies and single speeds. Um, like in high school, growing up, I was into bikes a little bit, but never really raced or anything. Um, and now, um, a couple years ago, like I'm trying to think, about two and a half, three years ago, I started really getting into it. And then about a year and a half ago, I started really, really getting into it. Um, I worked as a bicycle messenger. So my job was to ride a bike all day long. That was pretty cool. Um, and then just really got more and more into it. And then uh, got into here. Right. And you have a background in riding, uh, you race dirt bikes, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, mountain biking makes sense to you. It's not like uh, a foreign mm -hmm. concept. But it's How also not something that I've been doing for a long time. I'm not super. When you trail started right. riding trail, mm -hmm. did you know that there was like the all these unwritten rules that you were supposed to follow as a mountain biker? So, I knew a little bit. Um, it was just kind of like, really, just be nice to other people. I didn't. I didn't really know proper trail etiquette or anything like that um, until I started getting more into it and started actually going on group rides with other people and kind of seeing how other people treated treated people on the trail. Right. Yeah, and I think I think that's what it comes down to. I think a lot of people get butt hurt out there um, for whatever the reason may be. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. um, but what it comes down to, if when you're out riding your bike, you just need to be courteous to everyone. And that's really the only rule you need to know is to be courteous. I think the other rule is to know is that if you ride muddy trails, depending mm -hmm. on where you live, mm -hmm. that you're not being courteous because you're destroying things that people have to come and fix. Mm -hmm. So that is the only kind of really rule I think they're you know, solid rule there is. It's like, hey, do no harm, which mm -hmm. should be obvious anytime you go out in nature. You mm -hmm. should leave it better than when you you went out there. Like yeah. if, that's why if you're a mountain biker or hiker or you do anything in the outdoors, if you see trash out in the middle of the woods, mm -hmm. no one walks by it. You mm -hmm. pick it up and you stick it in your pocket. It's yep. not your trash, but you're gonna leave it better. And I think, you know, riding trails the same way, it's you know, do we need to worry about if who has the right of way? Do we need to worry about who, if you're going uphill, if you have the right of way, or if you're going downhill, if you have the right of way? Mm -hmm. Does it, does any of that really matter if we're just being courteous towards each other? Because I know for me, you know, ever since I was riding, and I and I remember when I first started riding, I didn't know any of the rules. I didn't mm -hmm. know that I was hurting the trail because I rode it when it was a mm -hmm. little bit muddy. You know, I've been mountain biking for ten years. There wasn't. You know, Gork does a really good job here locally now mm -hmm. of kind of helping. But ultimately, you know, and because I've been, I talked with a few people about kind of the issues on trails. And, and a lot of the guys who have been riding mountain bikes for years mm -hmm. seem to be the loudest about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they just, I don't know why everybody's got to get butthurt about stuff that has nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. You know, and and even like one of the things, and, and I definitely understand the feeling is like, 
when you're climbing, mm -hmm. if somebody comes up behind you and passes you unexpectedly, mm -hmm. it scares the daylights mm -hmm. out of you. 100%. You don't expect somebody coming up. Don't care whether they're on an e-bike or an analog bike or whatever. It's scary. Mm -hmm. And there's people who get really butthurt about that. And it's it's pretty obvious if you're the the faster rider or if you're on an e-bike that can climb faster, mm -hmm. a courteous person would know that and they would know like, hey, that person's probably really gonna work hard to have to make this climb. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hold back before I start up or I'm gonna you know, shift into mm -hmm. some lower gears, keep my speed down and give them time to accomplish their run. But you know, I, I don't know. I think all this is so hard because it's, you know, if I'm climbing, I'll yield to somebody coming down if I see them. Mm -hmm. If I'm descending, I obviously will yield to them then. Anytime I can yield to somebody, mm -hmm. that's always my default is mm -hmm. get the hell out of the way. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. And, and if somebody doesn't, I don't take it as a personal insult. Mm -hmm. You know, the only time I take personal insults out on the trail is when it's very obvious somebody is trying to be rude and mm -hmm. hold the trail mm -hmm. and then causes you know, you to have to swear. It's like, we could have both just gave way a little mm -hmm. bit and then everybody could have moved on with their lives. And to be honest with you, the people who do all the complaining and they do that think they're better than everybody else and think they can tell everybody what they can do and where they can ride, and whatever it is, it's the dudes wearing tight ass clothing. It's the lycra wearing cross country racing elitist who don't understand that they should be, instead of being upset with the new riders that are coming on because they don't know not to ride muddy mm -hmm. trails or they don't know they're supposed to get out of the way, you know, people need to be able to just calm down about that maybe. Like, if you really want the problem to go away, the best way wouldn't be getting mad at people. It would be to politely let new riders know, hey, this isn't great and here's why let other people know without being judgy without being condescending it can be difficult sometimes we understand that but just right and assume everybody's new mm -hmm. assume if somebody does something they don't know any better the chances are anybody who decided it was a good idea to get out on a mountain bike and put on a bunch of gear and spend a thousand dollars plus on a bike mm -hmm. They're not bad people, probably. Yeah. They're probably good people, and they just don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, help them out. You know, say, try, try to figure out a way to say it nicely because, you know, it can be weird out in the woods. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, see if this customer needs help for a minute. How's it going today? Good, yeah. Pretty good. Can we help you with anything or uh, just looking around? Haven't checked out this place yet. For so sure. Awesome. Drove by a thousand times. So I was like, oh, time cool. to make a lap there. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're doing a live stream over here. Oh, nice. Just want to let you know, but feel free to interrupt and ask us any questions. Cool. Thank you. It says Mike is muted, but it's when I did the did this whole thing is going to be like. I don't know why it says that up the top. <laughs> it's definitely not muted. I'm pretty sure I listened to us talking a minute ago. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've seen it a lot because I, when I opened the shop, I wasn't a member of the bike community whatsoever. And in order to get progressive trails going and to get a park put in to serve as an inspiration for all the other parks we've seen pop up in the area mm -hmm. i was forced into being in the bike community and dealing with 
the elitists and dealing with the people who thought they were better than everybody else. And it was, it sucked, man. It was absolutely horrible. Definitely the way I was treated. Definitely made a few enemies along the way. And I mean, look at how the bike community has received the new, uh, the new trail system going up here. It's pretty cool how everyone's just super stoked on it. It's, it's really cool to see what, what has become from the initial little, initial little thing going on here in your yeah and i mean and i hear people you know like one of the people i was talking with today who i somebody i have a lot of respect for really cool person and they were talking about how and they come from you know out west riding very serious legit rider very cool and understanding person in general but his 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 theory is when he's climbing he's not giving way so if you're coming downhill at him and he's climbing, if you don't see him, I mean, you know, I'm sure he has, you know, he makes mm-hmm. decisions based on each one, but he will not give right away. So, or he won't give way. So if you're coming downhill and it's obvious that he's there, he's going to keep pumping up mm-hmm. that trail. And if you come at him, he's going to throw an elbow into you and put you on the ground. I think people really have to be careful about their emotions when they're out riding their bikes i think we see a lot with road bikers the screaming and yelling back at cars because Mm -hmm. cars do stupid ignorant things that are unthoughtful i particularly on mountain bike trails when you're three miles into the woods Mm -hmm. you have to be very careful Mm -hmm. on how you are treating people and how you're received Mm -hmm. because that's not a place to make enemies Mm -hmm. for anybody so i think you know, that's really what it comes down to is we shouldn't even have to talk about what the actual rules are. We shouldn't have to talk about any of that kind of stuff. I, you know, it, it, I, I think mountain biking has just changed a lot because I think three years ago, like when we would do group rides, we'd have new riders show up. We'd have people didn't know what they were doing and everybody mm-hmm. was very encouraging and helpful and everything mm-hmm. else. I think as this sport's grown a little bit, it seems like that's gone away. We've all kind of disconnected a little bit from mm-hmm. each other. And instead of going on Facebook to like in like our local mountain bike Facebook groups to, to ask a question, people are more going on there to complain about others. To publicly voice uh, any grievances that right. they have. And it happened to me last week. I mean, you know, and I, and I think one thing for, for people to consider is that, you know, you don't know why, whether you don't know that if they're a new writer and they just don't know that they messed something up. You also don't know what, you know, maybe physical limitations that people have. So when you decide that it's a good idea to go on a public forum and call somebody out and to threaten them with, you know, having police bother them for going out on the trails, it's uncalled for. And it's just not how the bike community is supposed to be. I shouldn't feel that way. And I, you know, I'm somebody who dedicated hundreds of thousands of dollars and thousands of hours and, and sacrificed a solid two years going to every single freaking bike event and every public meeting, shutting down my store, having nobody here to attend meetings. You know, I put blood, sweat and tears into the bike community and, and getting progressive trails done. And then I go out on my mountain board to ride one day and I got to deal with, you know, being tried, somebody publicly trying to come after me for it. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And I don't know who these people think they are. Like, just because you've been riding a mountain bike for 15 years and because you wear skin tight clothing and you race them, 
doesn't give you any more right to a trail than me or anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, and that kind of crap has to stop. The trails are multi-use. I mean, maybe they don't. They're for everyone. I mean, if someone's out there on the trail in a wheelchair, you're really going to bother them. Yeah, or even if somebody's on an e-bike. Like, you know, like we've got a customer um, that really awesome older guy. He's a retired pipe fitter. He's got lung conditions. He bought a hardtail mountain bike, rode it for a year, mm -hmm. tried it every single day, basically. I mean, mm -hmm. he was going to the gym. He was doing everything he could, could not get his lungs under him, you know, mm -hmm. just from all the years of breathing and all that stuff or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. And uh, so he eventually bought an e-bike. Now, he's not one of the guys that's going to be passing you going up a hill by any means. His e-bike, you know, just barely gets him to be able to keep up with somebody else on the trail on an analog bike. But, like, that's one of the things. Like, he rides an e-bike. Without an e-bike, he doesn't get to get out there and enjoy it. Do yeah. I really care if that guy, if, let's say he did pass me on a climb? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who cares? The only thing. Are you not good enough rider to where somebody can't pass you and you keep going? Like, are you freaking kidding me? And the problem is the people crabbing about this crap are people who race mountain bikes. It's like you've never been passed on a climb. You're so mad. You have to go on the internet now and complain to everybody and start a big and make a bunch of people who ride e-bikes feel less than because somebody who didn't know good trail etiquette or didn't realize that it would startle you. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm startled, but I'm also not going to then go on the internet and try to call everybody from on e-bikes out you yeah, know and it, try to make them feel unwelcome yeah, on the it's train. not it's not targeted e-bikes and e-bikes get a lot of hate um i mean if a fast rider had passed someone on the climb on an analog bike would it be the same argument probably not no but. absolutely not absolutely it would be just as scary and it does happen there are people like if i ride an e-bike then i could keep up with really fast riders mm -hmm. on an e-bike mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and th that means i could on an e-bike then blow by everybody else who pedals as slowly as i mm -hmm. typically do so like when our mechanic on a single speed fully rigid mountain bike blows past someone on a climb on zombie i mean any bicycle mechanic on a rigid single speed bike it's bound to hurt your feelings. It's faster than... It's bound to hurt your ego rider. and your feelings a little bit. I think that's a bike mechanic thing for sure. Did you have any questions about any of the bikes or anything? <laughs> cool, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I kind of... I think it, 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 be, it was a little bit personal to me because... You know, that I had been, that was only about the third time I had been out to Bluffview. Mm -hmm. like, typically, we've been riding like the lowers along the river. Um, we hit Cliff Cave. Um, you know, we do stuff like that. That was the first time I went to Bluffview, and I was really stoked because um, it was smooth. It wasn't super chattery. So, it didn't, you know, I have a traumatic brain injury. So, it didn't hurt my head. That night when that's a big thing, I was up there and I probably did like 10 runs. I didn't, there was literally no one else on that flow trail. Mm -hmm. The two hour, hours there on Bluffview, brand new downhill trail that everybody's so stoked about. I was the only person to ride it the entire time. And there was 40 people there. Everybody mm -hmm. was doing the jump line. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like why? You weren't hurting anyone. No, you what's the freaking problem? In a great the argue, I guess the argument would be that your electric board might tear up the trail a little more, but an aggressive rider with some chunky tires 
sliding through turns just at high speed, not even hitting their brake, which is what happens if you're a fast rider. Um, you're going to tear up the trail way more than someone just cruising around on a skateboard. I mean, there's really no comparison. It's and not to make it all about me, but then there was even a guy there's like, yeah, I've seen a guy do a four wheel burnout. It's like, dude, we were in St. Louis. There is no one in St. Louis that has a all wheel drive electric mountain board. I can get, I will put, I will put thousand bucks on. Well, I won't put a thousand bucks on it because there is somebody I'm sure in St. Louis, but they're nowhere near around here. And really outside of me and my buddy, you know, we ride trample boards. I don't sell trample boards here. We do not sell the type of board that, can comfortably ride mountain bike tracks. Mm -hmm. We saw evolve boards here, and evolve board can kind of do it, but it's got no bindings. It's just not set up that great for it. My mountain board, I'm one of like two people in the Midwest that have one. Yeah. You know, and that was what pissed me off about that the most. And that guy, the, the person who made that post about me specifically or about electric skateboards or whatever has been into my shop and he knows who the hell I am. You know, and that's. Uh, it's not just some random person. It's no, and dude, like I opened this to you guys. I opened this shop because I was passionate about mountain biking. I was mm -hmm. passionate about mountain biking because I found it, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was at this point, mm -hmm. you know, post a, a different or TBI that I had gotten that I didn't know about. But I was in a tough place in my life and I bought a mountain bike and it was an awesome release for me because I could go out in the woods. And I could just get after it. Mm -hmm. And then after years of that, I didn't really ride with anybody. I went to one bike race. That was it. And then, you know, post that, it, the people I did meet in the bike community, everybody was super encouraging. And it was an awesome community of really cool people. So that's why I wanted to open a shop. Because I'm like, hey, like mm -hmm. this took me from a very bad place in my life mm -hmm. and gave me an opportunity to get where I am today. Mm -hmm. And it's because the people were good and it's because everything else. And I just... You know, I, I guess I'm in a unique position to see the other side of that. And, you know, maybe not everybody's subjected to that. But, like, <laughs> the, the big goal of my shop, too, and, you know, like, I think our about page maybe still be the same. Um, a, it attacked Lycra riders for obvious reasons because of crap like this. This is mm -hmm. what they do. This is why we don't sell Lycra in my shop. Mm -hmm. We don't have one bit of Lycra. We have some underbibs from Fox, but that's the closest thing. But like, and that was the thing that pissed me off is that everybody seemed like they were clicky and everybody seemed elitist and everybody seemed whatever in my shop. I wanted it to be a place that was open for everybody mm -hmm. that if you were a new rider, it did not matter. Cause like I would walk into bike shops in St. Louis, every single damn one of them after riding mountain bikes for five years, mm -hmm. I'd walk in and people would treat me like crap, not mm -hmm. knowing who I am before I did any of this trail crap before I was anybody mm -hmm. or, or before I started doing anything in the bike community. I'll walk in and they just don't talk to you. Mm -hmm. It's just this snotty attitude. I rode an $1,800 full suspension bike that was slowly upgrading because mm -hmm. I didn't have four grand to spend on a bike. Mm -hmm. But I knew my shit. Mm -hmm. I knew what was going on. I knew how to ride. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I rode every single day of my life for eight years until I opened the shop. And then I always just felt like I wasn't treated right when I went into shop. And it's that same, it's the, the attitude like that, the idiot who went on Facebook the crab about my electric board or the, 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 the Nancy dude that went on to complain about somebody on any bike blowing by him as if it's some like serious major issue in his life. You know, the two seconds, some guy blew by him on a freaking mountain bike trail. You know, it's like, you're on a toy, dude. 
like seriously you're gonna get pissed off and butt hurt to, enough to where you got to wait three days like and the guy even specifically said it i i posted plenty of things or said plenty of things kind of in the heat of the moment and then mm-hmm. you look back and you're like yeah you know maybe that wasn't great or whatever and then you delete it or whatever but no this guy waited three days to then complain about it it's like what are you doing why, why not say something to him on the trail or why not just not say anything? Yeah, that too. There's so many. How often is it going to come up? There's so many different ways that it could have been addressed other than on a public forum that everyone in the community is on. It's just... Yeah, because you don't know who you're going to make feel bad. And I, dude, it happened a few months ago too. There was um, a couple who just got into mountain biking. They just purchased mountain bikes. They were mm-hmm. avid hikers and everything mm-hmm. else. They went to West Tyson Park. They parked down on the lowers. They saw something weird. They thought that somebody was like looking at them from across the river with binoculars. And then there was some sort of truck on the railroad mm-hmm. tracks, Go- a bunch of goofiness. Who knows what was going on? A bunch of weird coincidences. Maybe. So this couple, they go on um, our local mm-hmm. Facebook mountain bikers group page, which most mm-hmm. people who ride mountain bikes, if they're on Facebook, they follow that group mm-hmm. gets brought up to me all the time. When things happen in Facebook, everybody sees it and they start cracking on these people calling them crazy. You want, to know, you want to know something funny? At Castlewood State Park, the park rangers there will scan the bluff lines with binoculars looking for kids. Smoking dope. Yeah. And but like there are people watching. They're not, it's not malicious. They're keeping. Well, in, like, in this conversation, very quickly, it was just on there. And basically, the people were saying, like, hey, here are the things we observed. It freaked us out today when we were down at Tyson. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up. That maybe there's some weirdness going on and to mm-hmm. keep an eye on yourself that was it. It, it, it there was no other motive for this couple other than that and then what does the community do they start going after them they start saying well why don't you carry a gun on you and then it turns into a whole gun conversation that, and then they're and then everybody's talking about and then you know and and again people i respect are sitting there these strangers they don't know at all they're sitting there talking about like oh Let's schedule a group ride and we'll have it be a hundred, like whatever this nonsense, just a bunch of people did. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like these people, what do you think the purpose of their post was? And then they ended up getting kicked out of the group. The people who made the original post for defending themselves. And they're like, Hey, like, I'm just, I was just trying to be helpful. Like we're new mountain bikers. We thought this was, you guys would want to know this kind of thing, blah, 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 blah. And you know, cause I talked to the guy afterwards and yeah, they got kicked out of their group and then just, it was moral of the story. Just go out and ride your bike. Don't go on social media and don't talk shit. Like just what's the ride. point? Just go ride, go have fun. Mountain bikes are supposed to take stress away from your life, not add stress. So it's not worth getting worked up over. It sucks. It alienates those people. And it's the same thing like bitching about these e-bikers. I don't give a shit whether somebody needs to be on an e-bike or whether you think they need to be on an e-bike or whatever the hell, whether they want to be on it. The only thing I care about is that they're not sitting at home in their house depressed. Mm -hmm. Don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you think they're getting enough exercise. I don't care if you think you're better because you're analog pedaling and they're cheating or whatever the F you want to call it. The fact of the matter is they're not on their couch and they're outside and they're exploring the world and they're getting fresh air and they're bettering their lives. Why anybody's saying anything about that beyond me? If I didn't own a bike shop, do you think there'd be a chance I'd be in a Facebook group making negative comments about people I don't know? I have to go in there and I have to pay attention. I have to 
talk and I have to, you know, do all these things. If I didn't own a shop, I wouldn't care. None of my damn business. Why anybody's making negative comments about other people as they see on the trail is beyond me. It, mm-hmm. it, it just, it, I, I'm really sick of it. And I'm sick of, I'm sick of being nice about it. And I'm sick of these people who do that crap, talking crap behind people's backs, talking crap on public forums, doing whatever, kicking people out of groups because they're not part of their little group and then coming in here and smiling to me like they're my friend. It's insane. That's the funny part. It's insane. That's the funny part. I grew up in South City. I didn't grow up out in the county. I wasn't no rich kid. You know what I mean? Like, we grew up riding BMX bikes, you know, on Hampton Avenue. Like, we didn't, we weren't in trails, you know? And, and it just, it's not even about that. It's, it's just simply about why the F do I, why do I have to be mad? that? Why do, is anybody putting on Facebook what the hell I do on a Thursday night? Why does it matter? Did I hurt anybody? Did the e-bike guy really hurt anybody? No, he scared you. Oh, my goodness. Now you've got to have 15 other guys who are at home thinking, oh, great. I've got, I just invested five grand in this e-bike so I could go outside and enjoy sport. And half the people who look at me out there think I'm a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Just getting stereotyped. It's, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. Just let everyone go out there and enjoy it. I don't know. What's the saying? Uh, if you're catching flack, you're over target. So... If you're catching flack, you're what? You're over target. Okay. Like if you got some haters, you're doing something right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. And I and I think just to circle back around to the electric skateboard thing, because that really pissed me off that some old person in skin tight clothing decided to go to the internet and post something instead of letting me know about the Rangers when he was there and saw me. Because that's the way to handle that. You know, if you don't... uh, And the big problem I have is the reason why we sell one wheels, the reason why we sell electric skateboards is because the skaters, the the electric boarders, are the same exact people as the mountain bikers. Mm -hmm. Same experience. And my mountain board, I, I can guarantee you, I don't care how fast you are on a mountain bike or how strong you think you are or whatever else. Good luck getting on my mountain board and riding a mountain bike trail. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the, the the electric, I don't know why I just got mad again about that. The electric skateboard people are the same people. So, and, and that way, and, and to be fair, I, I, I should stick up for everybody in that group. The, I have seen a change. And when people do stuff like that or make posts like that in the last year or so, it does seem that people are kind of sick of it too. I'm not the only one who's sick of it. And they're standing up and saying, like, what are you doing? It's none of your business. It's whatever. And that's what, on the comment, when the guy crabbing about me being at Bluffview, you know. It, and the, the, the most ironic thing that pissed me off about the Bluffview post is, A, I was on a mountain bike-only directional trail. Mm-hmm. That downhill trail is directional only. Mm-hmm. When I pitched having the city pay for mountain bike trails, this is before Gork Gravity mm-hmm. was even close to being a thing. This was before this the city had approved my $100,000 budget. Mm-hmm. I We were sitting in a meeting. A, they were crabbing about e-bikes, actually, at a Gork meeting. They were, you know, started running into somebody. And that, that's when it kind of flipped for me and pissed me off because I know plenty of people that have to ride e-bikes in order to be able to get out there and enjoy themselves. But the, the, the uh, how do I say this without being very specific about somebody? They, when I said that 
yeah, we just got to go out and get the, the 100 grand to get it done. The person who's probably most responsible for the downhill trail bluff you laughed in my face and said in front in the whole meeting. Now, mind you, I've been showing up to their trail building meetings for over four years at that point, well before I opened the shop, laughed at me out loud in front of everyone to tell me that we don't have the Waltons here. Good luck getting that money. And guess what? Two months later, I had it in the budget and then Gore Gravity got formed and they were able to help us get even more. And then now there's millions of dollars in flow trails. But the point of the matter being is that without my, without the work I did years before, they'd still be laughing about putting in mountain bike specific trails at Bluffview. And then for me to be the third time I'm out there and I'm finally getting back out in the woods and stuff to have one of those people from that organization try to call me out publicly for a trail that wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for me. I had nothing to do with Bluffview itself. I'm not saying that. I'm saying without me getting a city and municipal funds being spent by Eureka, and Eureka is an example with the skills park there, what the city of Wildwood would have never effing agreed to put a downhill trail in, and they know it. So it, I had nothing to do with any of the work that they did. Those guys then put in a ton of work in order to make that happen and raise their money and do all that stuff, which is awesome. But the fact of the matter is that would not be a possibility if it wasn't for me. And to sit there and go on a public forum and try to shame me is beyond anything. Has this just turned into a stream of me yelling at people? Me yelling at people about not yelling at people? You know, one of those videos of like some guy getting <laughs> mad just sitting in his truck ranting. That's you just in your shop. <laughs> We're going to have to delete this whole thing, dude. This is not going to be good. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it just, it was pretty mind blowing to me. And because that was one of the first times I went out publicly again, you know, I've kind of been in the shadows mm -hmm. for the last year and a half. And, you know, that's why, because every time I pop out, it happens. And uh, I don't know why it's so hard for everybody to realize why I was so in the public, why I was so stressed out for two years. It's like, you have no freaking idea how much money, how much stuff I had to give away, how many times I had to close the store, how many, it, it, it's amazing how everybody's like a Johnny come lately now, but when I opened the shop, everybody told me it wouldn't work. When I said I wanted to, I was going to build a mountain bike specific bike park, everybody said it was impossible. These things only all became possible because of the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that took it to get there. And nobody knows that. Nobody knows the first year and a half before all these trails started getting approved, what really made all that stuff happen. And without it, it's not a conversation. And, I mean, these guys weren't showing, I, like I said, I was going to work meetings for two years before the shop opened. I opened the shop because they told me that we couldn't get more progressive trails. I'm like, well, we can't get kids to start riding if we don't have more progressive trails. They said, well, it's not going to happen. I said, well, it's because you're going in the wrong way. Like, you're going in asking for stuff. If you want cities to listen to you, Generate sacks, <laughs> generate sales tax dollars, then go to the city and say, here's how you get more sales tax dollars. And that's exactly what the F I did. I invested a quarter million dollars to open this shop called the Mountain Bike Shed. Why the hell does anybody think I call the Mountain Bike Shed? Stupid freaking name in the middle of Missouri. You know why I did it? Because nobody knew what the hell mountain biking was. We had no damn respect. You know, Gork had done plenty of building trails for the last 20 years and amazing trails. And that's why I fell in love with it and why everybody else gets to fall in love with it. But the fact of the matter is, is that's where it was going to stay. And before I came along, there was no chance of that changing. I don't give a shit. People can be mad at me for saying that all they want. But it's true. I mean, it's a dead honest truth. Up until... I went to every meeting. I was at every meeting. I'm the only mf -er 
that was at every meeting. None of those Gore Gravity guys were at every meeting. They started showing up to meetings after I got approval from Eureka. That was after the fact because we had some other idiot causing trouble and whatever else. And then I had to go to everybody and be like, will you guys please come to a meeting? They knew all those guys who were friends with them, but they didn't go to meetings. I can tell you for two years previous to Gore Gravity, I went to every single meeting for two years previous to Gore Gravity getting launched. And none of the guys from Gore Gravity were at any of those meetings. There was only one. And he came once and Gork shamed him out of the room. I remember it was a couple months after I joined Gork. He had just, and it was the guy I was talking about earlier, actually, with the uphill story. But he had just moved from Bend, Oregon. He had been a trail builder. He came and he started talking. I was like, holy crap. I was like, this guy is talking about some progressive stuff. He might really be able to take us to the next level. And then they basically, again, just shamed him to never show back up to another Gork meeting. Until the, all the Gore Gravity stuff, and we got all that launched. But yeah, I mean, these it, it, it's just mind-blowing to me. And when it comes to electric skateboards, who gives a goddamn crap? I don't care what I'm riding. As long as it's not wild, it doesn't get a gas motor on it's it. It's not like you're riding a dirt bike out there. No. And my, I cannot go. I, I'm about half the speed on my electric skateboard than a bicycle of any kind, mm -hmm. analog or electric. Mm -hmm. what the, how long have I been yelling? 45 minutes. We got 15 more minutes of me yelling <laughs> about what do you want to talk people about being now? nice on the trails. <laughs> I don't know. Have you had anybody ever? So you ride a lot of different places. You ride mm -hmm. here. You go to Windrock often. You're down in Bentonville all the time. You go up to Brown County. Um, you were just out in Trussell. So have you ever experienced anybody giving you any attitude on the trail because you get super steezy or has everything, has it just been? I've never really run into anything too bad. Um, trying to think. I mean, most of the time everyone's super friendly. Everyone's just kind of out there to do their own thing. Like I cannot think of one time where I've gone to like a, trail where people are kind of gathering and hanging out and like really had a bad experience it's just right yeah no i've never had it and so dude sedona is very anti-e-bike but they are very uh there's a lot of lycra out there a lot of cross-country guys so yeah dude and that 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 was the worst thing about thursday is or when that guy made that post about me being up there because that was like the first time i normally will go pretty late in the evening like the pu previous times i'd went and rode at bluffview i was doing at like 4 30 like right before the sun came down mm -hmm. and stuff so most everybody was gone mm -hmm. that was the first time i'd been in a mountain bike trail in a very long time mm -hmm. that i got there about four o'clock or no it was before four o'clock i got there like two on a weekday and it was the place was packed there was like 40 people there ton of people I knew it was so awesome and it, it, that was the first time especially because I haven't been able to ride a mountain bike in a year that was the first time I'd been around an event again in, or not even an event that's the first time I'd been at a trailhead when there was mm -hmm. a ton of people in one area um and it was just really awesome and like everybody was hanging out everybody was super nice no one gave me any shit about being on an electric board people were curious about it even uh buddy that was up there um let me jump on his bike and do a rundown which I did a run on a bike and because a lot of people, I think, think like, oh, you can ride an electric mountain board, but you can't ride a bicycle like what that doesn't make any sense. And it has to do with my heart rate and stuff like that. It, you know, I just can't do it. But I, I rode down on it. By the time I made it back up to the top, I was dizzy and tripping over stuff. 
And so like, if I would be on a mountain bike and doing that out on the trail, I would immediately clip a rock and I'd be right back down on my head and I may never get back up again. So on the mountain board, I don't have my heart rate spiking as much. So it doesn't make my head light. And then I'm able to stay focused and keep riding safely on a bike. It just, it, my brain steals all my powers away from me and then I just trip over things and get hurt. But, um, but no, that's, that's what upset me because I went there and there were so many cool people and everybody was talking and hanging out and smiling and a good time. And then I get on Facebook later that night and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, there it goes. I thought I had a really good time and like felt good vibes and stuff. And then this guy, for no reason, I wasn't even on the same damn trail as him. This idea you want to get on and then be passive aggressive. And be like, oh, just so you know this and that. It's like, you know, okay, just so I know. Why don't you just say what the F you mean, man? Why don't you say, hey, Adam, you were riding your electric mountain board at Bluffview. I let the the county or the park rangers know to keep an eye out for you because they're going to ticket you because I don't think that's allowed or whatever. He didn't say that, though. It was just passive aggressive uh do what you want with it uh just so you know it's like no just so you know it's not illegal for me to be on my electric mountain board out there do you want do you want me to get a doctor's note i have a doctor's note <laughs> like that's the thing and anybody get a doctor's note what now everybody who rides an e-bike has to go to their doctor and be like hey um you know i need to be i like to go out in the woods to kind of clear my brain and you know make me for my mental health it's mm -hmm. really good for me to do um, I, my knee hurts though, if I ride my bike for too long and then I'm limping at work the next day, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I bought an e-bike mm -hmm. and now I don't limp anymore when I go to work the next day. So I'm able to ride my bike on the weekend and get my release. Mm -hmm. So now guys, can I go to the doctor and try to explain that so that the doctor can, can write them a note or so a doctor can give them a handicap placard so that the county doesn't mess with them. Like good luck and good luck to a park ranger. If you walk up on me. And try to crab about me on an electric mountain board or, or if i see him do it to anybody else you know we should be standing up for each other we should be like it wasn't that long ago mountain bikers weren't allowed on trails either it wasn't that long ago snowboarders weren't allowed on ski hills you know there's plenty of things that plenty of people who weren't allowed on and guess what they weren't hurting anybody snowboarders didn't hurt anybody mountain bikers didn't hurt anybody nobody hurt anybody watch mm -hmm. skateboarders aren't going to hurt anybody one wheelers aren't going to hurt anybody E-bikes aren't going to hurt anybody. I, I I don't know what the next trend will be, but it's not going to hurt anybody. Hoverboards? Hoverboards won't hurt anybody. Um, some sort of personal helicopter situation. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't know, man. I think I'm not, I, I woke up from an app right before we did this live stream. <laughs> I think I'm just crappy. We may have to delete this. I may have gone too hard in the paint. <laughs> It'd be cool to do a bike check on this, like at an actual bike park. It's got to be in the area. Oh, I did get an Insta 360. So there will be some pretty cool footage coming soon. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Let's not talk. Let's not have me just yell at everybody because I think that already ruined it. We do have some exciting new things happening. We are trying to, I think I'm going to be on vacation next week. I'm going to Bentonville. So I'm going to shoot some video of me riding at different places around Missouri. Missouri, Missouri, and then um, we will. We're going to set up our media room behind the black curtain there. So we'll start doing some product reviews and stuff like that from the green screen. A little more focused outside of these live streams. Um, we'll have the Insta three hundred and sixty. So hopefully that will come up with some cool video. 
so we can get some more writing stuff on the channel. Mustache always makes cool videos. So we got to get him start loading the uploading those on our YouTube. That's it. I mean, we got. I'm really excited about the new Insta 360 One X2. Ultimate. I like that it has a bunch of different describers. I feel like Japanese car companies did that for a long time, and that was always a good sign. So I like Insta 360 One X2. They could have eliminated two words out of there and still had a product. It's the ultimate, not the select plus. So you know it's good. Oh, I got the ultimate kit. Yeah, because I wanted the fisheye lens and the disappearing stick. We're going to see if this was a good idea or not. I watched a lot of YouTube review videos. Let's do a product review. New GoPro versus new Insta360. Oh, you got it. You got a 10, right? Yep. New GoPro 10. You have the new Insta360. Mine's going to be better because I can hold it out away from me and the stick's going to disappear. Mm -hmm. Automatically, that makes it better. Yeah. My question is, will it make everybody nauseous watching that? How much did you pay for yours? I don't know. I paid what was that four fifty for the GoPro? I think I paid less than that because I did the Black Friday special. Because mm -hmm. I was looking at them, and the Insta three sixties were significantly less expensive than the GoPro. Yeah, I think that's why I never considered one originally. But the for me being since I since the main goal is really to record board sports, then I think the Insta three sixty was the best bet because it's got the stick. Very natural how it'll flow uh, out. I saw a guy yesterday. He had uh, on Instagram. He had a bunch of videos with Insta 360, and it just looked, it looked amazing. Like I could not. He was trying. He was doing what I was trying to replicate with the GoPro, and I realized that the GoPro just could never do what it was doing. Like, I wonder how much time it's going to take to like edit together all those videos and stuff. No, it even comes with pedal washers, but not pedals. All right. Well, we should probably end this stream so I can listen back to it real quickly and see if I need to delete it before I piss off too many people. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm a dirtball, and the more people I can piss off, the happier I am.